Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. Oh, you know what, Bonnie? I went to Walmart today. Mm-hmm. And I always have to go by the book section. And you know what they had there? The was... new Follett book? Oh, mm-hmm. did you get it? And, well, I thought about it because it was it was like $25 and some change. Mm-hmm. And I really just wanted to touch it to, to see what I was getting myself into. And my husband was with me and he's like, I'm not paying $25 for that. Um, so I'll probably go back tomorrow when he's not with me. <laughs> well, that's I how paid, much a new book is. I know. Well, in fact, it was cheaper. It was I was going to say, yeah, that's actually pretty cheap for a book that size. Yeah, for a hardcover. Well, I picked it up. Oh, man, that it's thing like, is a doorstop. I was it say, it's 900 and some pages, I think, when I looked on Goodreads mm-hmm. last night. It's actually smaller than most of the books he reads. It's only 24 hours in audio. We were discussing of- it last night on the call, and um, people were feeling a bit overwhelmed by the size of that baby. And Listen, thought you, maybe- just, you just have to take it one bite at a time. <laughs> it's like eating an elephant. But I I read books that like Cassandra Clare's books are like a thousand page books. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm on hold for the book, but I think I'm going to go ahead and buy it on Nook. I think it's only like 15 bucks on Nook. That way I can start reading it. And in case I get lost in the audio, I can still have the physical book. So I think I'm actually going to do it. And that way I can try to get a jump on Bonnie because she'll be she'll tear through that audiobook once she gets it and she'll be like okay i'm on chapter 375 and i'm like whoa i'm on chapter two hold on (laughs) (laughs) yeah that sounds about right because once i start a follow-up book that's like all i can do like middle of the night i wake up i'm like what's follow it doing (sighs) need to need to i I get that though did you say (laughs) (laughs) can what do you do baby Talk medieval mm-hmm. to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that know. It, today I three times won a game against <sighs> these two bitches? I'm, we're really salty. This game is rigged. Three times. And, and game I came it? from behind like a dark horse. <sighs> and the third time she Galloping was like 2,000 points behind me and she freaking... Swoon past me. Smoked them all. It's called Murder House. It's really freaking fun. Mm-hmm. It's a that trivia game. A game about murder without me. Yeah. You're well, off. you know what, Rachel? You just need to haul your little ass up here for one of these weekends. Yep. Because it's it's a game. It's a game on the PlayStation that you have to kind of be here for. It's Murder Party Two. It's part of like the Jackbox games. Tom and I would stay at a hotel. I can't do weird shit at your house. I have to be alone to do that. (laughs) You just have the privacy of hotel thin walls. It just means that you need to bring your own macaroni and cheese. (laughs) 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 She's not stocked up right now. (laughs) I killed my microwave today anyway, so there'd be no heating up anything. Oh, see, now I can't come either. You don't have a microwave. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got to get a new one. I, I, I totally pooched the microwave yesterday. I was making popcorn. Which you should never do if you're easily distracted. Because not only did I kill the microwave, I suffered from smoke inhalation. And How long did you shame, put this popcorn in? Shame, because hours. the entire neighborhood could smell it. I swear to God. I had to open all my doors and people come over. Oh my God, is something wrong? What happened? Did you put it in there for like 25 minutes? What the hell? No, only three, but it was a little bag no, and I walked it's away. Like an, it's like small bags are like a minute 40. Yeah. No, well, Not was, even sometimes. It was a terrible. It was bad decision. <laughs> you never walk away from popcorn. Shut up. I already away. know that, that I'm in trouble. You gotta listen to that. You gotta listen to the kernels, right? And when yeah. they get sparse, you gotta stop it. Normally I do. I just was distracted and I don't, my foot hurt and I just wasn't paying any attention. So I sat down and then I started looking at the computer and then all of a sudden I heard the microwave go off and I went, oh, fuck. 
See, that's why it's all cloudy in Amarillo. They're like, oh, it's the wildfires. No, it's Martha yeah. fucking. It's Martha's popcorn. Yeah. It's also very cloudy here in Oklahoma. So it, we just <laughs> we were just turned on all the fans and just blew it down that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what happened. Way to contribute to air pollution, Martha. God, the Devon Tower is obscured because of me today. Yep, <laughs> that's my gauge all days of the week. Like when I'm driving into work, how foggy or how smoggy it is, or fire smoky it is i'll be like i can't find the devon tower <laughs> where's the tower it's the only it tall like building the tower of sauron today it does it's the only no. tall building uh, i feel like first off we need to like r.i.p oh, ruth man. bader ginsburg the notorious rbg is no more no more we were so sad on the call last night there were several girls who were physically weeping last night on the call that's crazy sad days <sighs> But the so, election's 55, 54 days? How many days? 50 54 sounds days. right to me, but that could be wrong. I yeah. need to go change my address. I just needed to get here so the world can change. Because, oh. Here's hoping. Yeah. It is more important than ever for women to vote right now because our rights are going to be at stake at the hands of white men and we need to stand up and make some fucking noise this is ridiculous damn you white men (laughs) they have no right to legislate our bodies turn a little green there getting a little buff yep (gasps) sorry rip your pants (laughs) but yes go vote please vote 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 and tell everyone you know to vote and make sure they vote and make sure your 18 year olds go to vote Yes, and make sure if you are going to the polls, be safe. Wear your mask. Social distance, yes. So you need to cover both your nose and your mouth. Anyway. It's all good. But yeah, we just had to, you know, RIP. RIP, RBG. And I can't say it's a tongue twister. I feel like I was going to say the wrong initials when I tried to say it. All right. So once again... A big thanks to everybody who read Emma in the Night and came to the calls. So um, the group decided, um, and this is a book that's been on my shelf that was recommended to me um, more than a year ago, um, but we have decided to start reading a book called The Twilight Life by A.J. Banner. Um, So if anybody wants to pick that up and read it, um, we're going to have our first call, which is just a halfway point call on October 1st, which is a Thursday, I believe, at 7 p.m. And I'll post about it on the tribe page. Um, But if anybody wants to start reading now, we just wanted to give a couple weeks of a a buffer time since there's a lot of buddy reads and a lot of stuff going on right now. So, um, but I'd love to have people join. Oh, and we're closing out the Sparrow on Wednesday. So I'll put the thing up on the tribe to close that one out. I, I want to do a couple buddy reads, I think. Yep. If you do and the mountains echoed, I'll join that one that's with you. One. Yeah, that's what that's what I want to do. So had a lot of activity on my dating app lately. <gasps> Good activity uh, or define I want activity. to run and hide activity. No dick pics. I'm sorry, Martha. Okay. Nothing it. to share with you. Shoot, but, I wanted a visual aid. <laughs> well, you know, I've kind of been talking to people on and off. Like I talked to this one guy for a while, like a month ago, but he was a big doll, a big dud. So, you know, he went away. I thought you were going to say a big something. I thought she was too. I was going to say big tall dud, but he was actually pretty short. But <laughs> he was just one of those people that only had depressing things to talk about. Ah, an Eeyore. So, okay. I just kind of, I ghosted him. <gasps> you ghosted him? I ghosted him, because that's what I do. I'm like, mm, okay, busy, can't talk now. I'll text you when I'm available. But you hate it when they do that to you. But it works. <laughs> Double I mean, standard. What else can I say to that? What can I say to that, Vonnie? You go strong, woman. Uh, right? If it's okay they for... They do it to us. Why can't we do it to right, them? Right, exactly. That's so true, though. Just because they do it to you Listen, does not make it right, It's Missy. not like I ever met this guy in person. I never talked to him on the phone. It was just a solely through the app text conversation. I think ghosting is appropriate in that case all right if i would have met him and talked to him on the phone i would not have ghosted him i would have said you know 
I think it's better if we just don't talk. All righty then. Okay, so what else happened? So on then the, I talk, the started talking to this guy named John, and I don't understand why Dear John. this happens. Well, I'm pretty sure that it was a scammer. And one of the reasons <laughs> is because, and this because this has happened before, they, they send me a message, and I message back, but then all of a sudden, they're not in the same state as I am. That has happened to you a bunch of times. Right. They it's, say they're in Oklahoma City, but then all of a sudden, oh, I'm in Florida. You're or, like, what? Like, or this one was California. Well, I'm in California for business. Well, what do you do? I, I sell iPads. Why what? The, why the fuck are you in California? You can't sell I them here? McDonald's. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I seriously dated this one guy. It was a long, long time ago. And he told me that he was a chef when I talked to him like on the phone. Because this is before, this is pre-dating app. He fucking worked at KFC. <laughs> that was his chef He job. was a chef. I'm a chef. Man, that's I'm some, a chef. I'm a classically I, trained chef. I didn't know KFC hired chefs. That that right there, way to upsell. <laughs> right, exactly. And he kept calling his home his investment. Well, he has investments, but he was talking about the house that he lived in with his children. It's oh like, and when I told him that I thought it would be better if we just were friends, he like freaked out about it. He's like, you're never going to talk to me again. I'm like, no, nope. I'm not. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I plan to never speak to you again. I'm like, if I see you like at the soccer fields, I'll like wave. How about that? And he wasn't happy with that. So that was the last time I ever saw that guy. Thank goodness. Well, the land of delusion is sometimes a hard place, but a lot of times it's fun, right? Where you're a chef who has as investments right. whereas actually you smell like fried chicken all day yeah well there's nothing wrong with it but man own it like yeah yeah i, I suppose that's accurate you know that has a, a lot to do with self-esteem right i mean it's not like i was this living is, in a freaking mansion or something dude, i lived is, in a rental apartment you are in my studio right now yeah not my son's bedroom not the spare room <laughs> With the, the with the Bowflex. With the Bowflex and the beer pong banner. And the, the fat head is coming down on the corner. Yeah, and... I know. I peeled that down because I'm going to eventually <laughs> I <do>. paint. <laughs> I do feel like we have to we have to zhuzh up our studio space. But that's I mean, going to happen. I'm going to invite you guys over on a Saturday morning for breakfast. And you're going to help me paint this room. Hell yeah. I'm pretty sure that but I we just have to we... work early that day. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to fuck her. You're just going to paint it the same boring color. That's no fun. But it'll look so awesome when we're finished because then I'm going to put up some three book girls artwork from Redbubble. You should paint it purple. You should do an accent wall. Just an accent wall. What is... But not dark purple. Make no, it look like, too small. Yeah, not a dark purple. Like lilac. Yeah, yeah lilac would be pretty. There is no fucking wall. way I'm going to paint one of my walls lilac. Why? Why? Lilac is pretty. That is... You guys, I'll just have to paint okay, over I'm it again. No. That's the point of painting. You can no, paint the that point wall. of painting is so that it doesn't have holes in it and head grease from not having a headboard on his bed. Okay. Well, I think I've learned two things from this conversation. One, Martha needs to open her paint horizons. Yes. And two, people need to own the jobs they have. <laughs> exactly. Important. Yes. Right? I so, agree. Right? That's and, great. Bring, bring me some potato wedges. Like that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take, I'll take a pot pie and some potato wedges. <laughs> I'm easy to please, you know, it's all good. So tell me about this other dude that you've been talking to then. Well, I mean, this other dude, I mean, he's pretty real. He, he's a little vague with his answers, which it's, it's a dating site. You don't want to tell everybody every single You don't want to give about away you. all the goods right away. You right. know, you got to keep some cards close to your, well, it's not really well, a it's not anymore, even, but it's, yeah. it's not even that you don't want to waste. Coat. You don't want to expel too much information in that and that end up with a stalker. That's true. <laughs> what do you think? It was waistcoat, not a good <laughs> Yeah, We just went back in time to 1900 England. <laughs> oh, my mind just, I was like, keep it close to the bra. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> all of a sudden I look over and Rachel's She's laughing. Her red. face is purple. <laughs> what kind of dating app experience have you had? Mm-hmm. But this guy seems I like he's. Somebody, so. <laughs> this guy seems like he's really kind of fun. He's he's got that kind of personality that is upbeat and funny. So he's not an Eeyore, and he doesn't work at KFC. He might be worth shaving all the <gasps> way up to the top of my legs for. Oh, whoa! Yeah. And that doesn't That's happen very often. Sponge worthy. 
Yes. Almost. Almost. I'm really disappointed in my bumbling right now. Normally when I'm at Martha's, it's full of really hot guys and it's not happening right now. It's not happening. That guy needs to use a nose hair clipper. Uh, right? God damn. <laughs> Normally I'm here and it's like, all I'm like, here's all the hot guys down at Martha's and not today. Whoever this person is in this picture with him though, that could... <laughs> Jeez. Hey, I don't want to talk to you, but uh, is your it... friend free? <laughs> is that person staying? <laughs> that's, that, right. that's the worst too when you're on like Bumble or like dating apps and you're like, Oh, there's like a group, like, and they don't identify which one they are in the group. And you're like, please be the hot one. And you scroll and you're like, not the hot one. Mm, yeah, that happens <laughs> At least according to my lo- my taste of what's hot, maybe they're hot to somebody else. But I'm always like disappointed. I'm like, nope, mm. not, not them. So does this guy work at KFC? No, he works at a hospital. Does he work at my Ooh. hospital? No, he works uh. at a hospital in the Mustang Yukon area. Okay. Okay. Because so I was about to figure we're out. Like, tell it me down a little. Tell bit. me which floor. Well, I'll go stalk okay. him and find out. Does me. he work <laughs> in the basement? I didn't ask that. Okay. Listen, like in, I said, in the basement there, he might be like a morgue worker. Dating app rules. Well, I mean, so what if he works in a morgue? I'm just Talk curious. about some killer stories. Uh, <laughs> I'm living vicariously. <laughs> If he does work in the morgue, you have to marry him so that I can get... Yes! I'm <laughs> well, into that! We well, all know this. He said really he, all he's looking for is like, you know, a bedazzled friendship. But he said so like... So friends with benefits, basically? Right. Hey, at least he's honest. But he's, you know, saying Nothing that we could that. go do mm-hmm. like this or this or this, which is more than the last guy picked up at the app. Yeah, the last guy at the app just wanted to, to meet a in the 7-Eleven parking lot. Well, no, not that guy. I was talking about the. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah. I was talking about my other friend with benefits who we never left his house. Yeah, ever. yeah. Well, that's pretty much friends with benefits. I mean, you know, well, not yeah. it's, no, that's, that's just a, that's a booty call. That's secret that friends is. with benefits. Yeah. So you can uh, well, with your friends with benefits, you can watch movies, you can order pizza, but I think I'm just too damn independent for my own good because I'm like, get your shit together. Like I ain't got time. <laughs> Before you start shaving your legs, you might want to get a bed. Before I spend twelve hundred dollars <laughs> on razors. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead yeah. and buy a bed. You're, you're gonna need a have, to have a bed. Would you like to borrow like... the weed eater, Bonnie? Because you might need it. You don't have to have a bed as long as there are other hard surfaces in your apartment. You're fine. Yeah, he's actually said that he was gonna look it up and listen to it today. So hey. Oh, uh, see, that's always danger. Hey, dating app man. So you're not even gonna tell his his name? Well, what if he didn't put his real name down? This guy's name is Kevin. Hmm. Kevin. I judge men by their names, so Kevin's not Do you on like my. Kevin? Is Kevin yeah, good? Kevin's. A, I don't know any Kevins on the blacklist of dating. Kevin's my neighbor. I'm not going to think about your neighbor. I'm never married. <laughs> Matt's the guy that I called the wrong name and he broke up with me. I mean that does, that tends to happen. That is sort of a deal breaker, Bonnie. <laughs> Sometimes I'm really bad with names. Bonnie, just a little hint for you, Kevin. <laughs> if I call you something else, it's I'm just it's not personal. I just don't remember names. I'll just call you baby. (laughs) Speaking of dating apps, my book this week actually has a dating app element. Oh, yes. Okay. And this is, I've, I've read this and reviewed this author before. It's Sandy Jones. Mm -hmm. And the name of the book is the first mistake. I really like Sandy Jones. This is the third book of hers that I've read. And she's just really awesome. She is so twisty and turny in her books. And they're wonderful. And she's British. And she has a lot of little sayings that if you catch them, they're freaking hilarious. And she was talking, it was the dating app. Somebody pinged her, Uh you know, for a booty call. And the guy was really hot. And she was thinking about it. But then she's like... But then I remembered I had winter legs and oh. <laughs> I wasn't shaving for any man, no matter how hot. <laughs> I was like, I understand. This starts out um, with Alice being the main character. And it's a year after her husband suddenly dies on a ski trip, but they never actually recover the body. But he's lost on the mountain. They said there's no way that he can survive, yada, yada, so on and so forth. So he's presumed dead. And she's married another guy. She has, and I believe his name is Nathan, I think. But it's almost like she never truly got over her first husband's death. So she compares everything that Nathan does to this pedestal that she's put her dead husband on. And I also should mention that she met her second husband 
at a mental hospital because she had a breakdown after her first husband died. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. But it's a year later. She's recovering. She started, she owns her own business. Um, and they have, you know, deals in the work, yada, yada, so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, these things start happening that makes it seem like Nathan's having an affair. Like, wait, 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 wait. Nathan is her the, current. The new husband. Oh, the new husband. Okay. The second husband is having an affair. Like flowers get delivered to the house, but they're made, but the card's made out to somebody named Rachel. So Alice calls the florist thinking that it was just a mistake. And she says, um, she asks who ordered them. And she comes, they say that it was her husband. It was Nathan Davis, which is her husband's name. <sighs> And then some other, like, like some strange texts come over that she just happens to see, you know, when they light up on her phone. She wasn't, like, snooping or anything. They just, you know, it comes over on her phone. And all of this weird stuff starts happening. And she's talking to her best friend named Beth about all of this, too. And then when she's on the computer looking for some other stuff, she comes across a Facebook page for her dead husband that has a current post. What? See, I could I could see that yes. coming a mile away. I knew that but was But it's not what you think. It's not what you think. And then after that point, it goes back uh, nine or ten years and goes into Beth's life. And she's the one that's on the dating app. The Be- Beth is the best yeah, friend. Yeah, best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's on a dating site and she meets up with this this guy, which I can't remember her name. She always just calls him hot guy. So, but sort of like hot neighbor, but like they're, they're like dating and yada, yada. And you know, they almost like move in together. And then all of a sudden shit goes sour. He is nowhere to be found. And she finds out she's pregnant. (gasps) Oh, snap. And all I'm going to say is that these two stories collide in a way that you would never expect. Holy shit. And it's, it was so good. It was good enough that I went against my rule because this is not in my list of books to be reviewed. This is the last one that I read. (gasps) So you jumped the list. It's that good. Miss OCD jumped the list. Yes, she jumped the list. This book is so, Sandy Jones is an awesome writer. I, I like her. I have a little girl crush going well, on right now with her. Maybe you need to send her a message. I need to say, I love um, you. We'll make, if she has socials, we'll tag her. <laughs> Be like, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? How's your little British butt doing? <laughs> Long time ago when I worked at um, Arby's when I was like 17, there was this guy that came in and I'm pretty sure that he was homeless because he would just hang out and talk to me and drink the free coffee that we offered. But it was okay because he had an Australian accent. It's all about the accent. That's right. So he can be the scummiest guy in the world, and well, that and he didn't stink really bad. So if he well, stunk really yeah, bad, then the it would be. The smell is but, definitely an issue for me. So you know, to read a book with an accent is just like awesome. Mm-hmm. It already gives it one star in my book without even going just any further. Just based on accents. Just based on accents. But yeah, this was uh, this is definitely a five star read for me. It was twisty. I did not guess how it was going to end. And it's not one of those that it just came out of the clear blue sky. It was something that's mentioned early on in the book. Mm. And then it comes back. But it was just casually mentioned. It's not it doesn't go into detail or anything. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, everything just blows the fuck up. It's so awesome. It's great. I loved it. Yeah, he doesn't get that excited no. about books very often. My God, she's like a giddy schoolgirl in this room right now. That's how good this. You need to read it. She's it was got the vapors so over there. Would you like a cool off time, period of time here? I need. Do you I need to open that window over there for you. I need a cup of just ice to pour down my clothes. I need some in my bra right here. <laughs> and that was called The First Mistake by Sandy Jones. That sounds really good, actually. It was really good. When you said what it was, I went to my Nook, and it was already saved in my wish list. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was so good. You. If, you, so. if you figured out the ending before it happens, you'll have to tell me because... Okay. I mean, there was a few things that I was like, well, that's obvious, like... 
like parts of it I was like yeah that was pretty obvious but the overall ending of it I did not see coming nice that's always fun unlike Martha who figures it all out all the time mm, yeah it's a curse well, I don't try either that's true I mean, if it's in your face, obvious, well then, yeah, yeah, but I still like to, even if I do figure it out, sometimes I like to read it just to see where they came up with the ending. Mm, Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, the middle bits is the best part. The creamy center. The creamy center. Sometimes if the writing is really good, I'll let it go, but. It's like the peanut butter and the nutter butter. You have to eat that. See, and I was definitely going with peanut butter and the Reese cup, but okay. No, pe- no, 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 no peanut butter. Well, it can't be the white and the Oreo because I don't like that part. I don't like that part either. I don't like How about just Oreos. the crispy cookies? That's but there's got to be something in, in the, the middle. middle. What is something that's stuffed in the middle? What about a Cadbury like? egg? Bavarian cream. Yes. Mm, the Bavarian mm. cream of it's, a donut. It's like the middle of a cream donut. Yeah. Mm. See, that's another reason we need to come do the studio. Then I could stop at the bakery and pick up donuts that we liked last time. Oh, We yes. do a morning, a morning <laughs> podcast room mm. cleanup. All right. Miss Rachel, what you got? I read a book called Lessons from a One Night Stand. Hey, podcasting um, app all over. I know. <laughs> Um, so this starts off with our main character, Austin, who he's a local, uh, high school teacher coach. Um, he also is working to take care of his younger siblings. Um, so he has some other siblings who are more his age, but his youngest siblings are still in high school. Um, their parents are no longer living uh they explain that in the story though so i won't go into that because it is a sort of a uh part of that so he has a lot on his plate right he's a coach he's a teacher he's raising his siblings um you know just a lot going on but he's a genuinely good guy but sometimes he likes to have fun so he was out at the local bar one night and sees some some woman in town he's never seen before she's young she's cute and they end up in the back of his vehicle and have a hot and steamy little session well both of them probably should have talked to each other a little bit more because enter holly the woman who he had sex with but also the new principal of the high school oh that's like gray's anatomy (laughs) what (laughs) um and neither one of them obviously knows this so she gets to school on the first day and of course they happen upon each other and they're both like well shit (laughs) like this isn't gonna work i'm your boss and you know especially working in a high school and in a small town everybody knows everything Hmm. um so obviously it's a romance they're kind of drawn to each other But I think the dynamics of the family are really interesting because um, their parents um, were lost tragically. And so there's a lot of issue around that and, you know, him trying to figure out, you know, putting his life on hold essentially as a young man to step in and be a dad to his siblings and all of that. And the siblings play a big part in this as well. Um, So... It, it really was a well-rounded, I think, story. It's the first in a series. I haven't read any more in the series, um, but they're all standalone. You don't have to read them in, in order, but it was good. It wasn't um, it wasn't super sappy, and it didn't drag on too long or anything. Um, I liked it. It was a good read. I gave it four stars, um, and I always like when there's a little bit of you know, it's not just, well, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like sex all the time type books, but this wasn't one of those. It actually had a story behind it, <laughs> um, which was good. You know, he had his youngest sisters are in high school and they're twins. And one of them, you know, they're kind of having issues and other things like that. So, um, but I would recommend it. So it's that again was uh, lessons from a one night stand. And that's by Piper. Um, I'm going to, I don't know if it's like rain or Ryan. Um, Her last name is R A Y N E. Hmm. I would say rain, but yeah. And the series is actually called the Bailey's, but that was the first one. Awesome. That sounds kind of fun. 
it was, I mean, it was kind of fun and you learn about actually their family history in the town, which is more than what Holly had bargained for and some other things. So it, it was a, it was a neat story. It was a nice lighthearted read because I've been reading a lot of true crime and like just fucked up stuff lately. So I needed a, a brain cleanse. Mm-hmm. Plus it's always worth it to see Martha just completely disengaged. Yeah. She was disengaged completely. She was yeah. playing on her phone. Some shit on there. She was looking on her dating app. I was looking at the book that I'm going to review and trying to figure out what I'm going to say because it's going to be a hard one to review. And that was why I was. But I already knew that I was going to say something shitty. So that's why I was disengaging. Oh, it's fine. Martha secretly loves romance. Somewhere deep down. You know, it's just not that complicated, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to romanticize even that. And it's just not that complicated. Shrek and Donkey's discussion. She is not an onion. She's more like Donkey. Her heart is on her sleeve. (laughs) Yep. There's no mystery there. That's what makes it fun is that not all of us read the same books. I know, right? (laughs) I, I also diverged from my usual for this week. No way. I did. We all just kind of, you did romance. I did not do a historical fiction. This is a mm-hmm. week of, of different wheelhouses. Um, this week, I, it's almost like a pre-Halloween read. Really? A little bit. Uh, so I read The Lady from the Black Lagoon, Hollywood Monsters and the Lost Legacy of Millicent Patrick by Ooh. Mallory O'Mara. That is kind of a weird pick for you, isn't it? Yeah. So I actually listened to Mallory's podcast. She and her friend do a book podcast. And so I've listened to them for, I listened to them before I knew about us. Oh, I know. But we're different so it's fine um but uh so i listened to her and she like they're she's just really funny and she narrates it so it was fun to just have her in my ears for like 10 hours or however long it was uh but she is like a horror writer fan like she loves reading horror books she loves writing horror books so her first kind of favorite horror movie was the creature from the black lagoon and so she wanted to know everything there was to know about that movie because it was kind of her introduction to horror and she discovered that the creator of the monster was actually Millicent Patrick and Millicent Patrick had gotten lost to Hollywood history because of course back when that movie came out she was a woman no I know yeah the women we have just gotten such a bum rap over the years yeah so she started digging and she found that Millicent Patrick's father was actually an architect at the Hearst Castle. In, Ooh, cool. Yeah. Which he's also been erased from history because he apparently was a pain in the ass to work with. Mm. And so they kind of act like he didn't exist because the main architect was like, he's too much of a pain. Let's just write him out of the histories. And so her whole family and her whole history was almost a big question mark when Mallory started doing research and she went out to Hearst Castle and one of the, she asked somebody, one of the tour guides about them and she would they were like we have no idea who you're talking about but let me ask you know our historian and see if they know and so the historian was like so i heard you were asking about what i can't think of her dad's name right now and so he started just telling her what little bit they had about him and kind of why he got written off of the history of the hearst castle because he was quite difficult and it was actually a lead female architect and he kind of was just an ass to her like he was like you're a woman like uh, I'm the man, I'm right, even if he's wrong. And he was very good at, a, at his job as an architect, but he just was kind of an ass to her. So she managed to overpower his legacy. Um, well, good for her then. Yeah, so she, yeah. So in that case, it went, <laughs> it worked out well. Um, but uh, Millicent gets into, she's an amazing artist and all these things. And she has a lot of she has a lot of different names, so they kind of just picked one to go with, so that wouldn't be confusing to the reader by calling her by twelve different pseudonyms she used over her career. And she basically was, and she was beautiful, and so a lot of times they would send her on the road to do press for the movie with the creatures because she was pretty because she, she was, was pretty eye candy. yeah she was eye candy but she was also super art like you've we've all probably seen clips of that monster and she built that whole thing and designed it and made it what it is but the he, the only people that used to get credited 
in movies were like the head of the makeup department. Like it's not like today where it's 17 hours of credits where it's like the person who put the blush on one cheek of the main actor, <laughs> right? Like it wasn't as detailed. The and associate to the assistant to the assistant's assistant. Yes, exactly. So at the time in those movies were made, it was like, hey, this guy is the head of the makeup department. Even if he did nothing to do with the costumes, he got all the credit. And she was really well liked. People loved her artwork. She was at one point and she was credited as the first female animator for Disney. Wow. Wow. And there's a lot of things that weren't written down then. So some of it's kind of hearsay, like a lot of the stuff that Mallory was trying to find just doesn't exist because it wasn't written down because of the way studios gave credit to things. So she worked on Fantasia as an artist and it was just really fascinating to hear the story and when she came she went on the road to promote the monsters and they sent her with like frankenstein's head and the creature from the black lagoon and there's really great pictures of her like sitting in this and she dressed immaculately like she just really loved fashion so she always looks like she's ready for a red carpet and so the pictures of her are just stunning because she always has like the pearl necklace on and like a formal like fancy attire Mm -hmm. and when she came back, she was supposed to pick up where she, from the tour, she was supposed to still be in charge. I forget what the movie was, but she was still supposed to be doing something for this upcoming movie. And the lead makeup department person, uh, wasn't really having it. And he went out of his way to basically like blacklist her and erased her from history because he was so pissed that she was getting all the credit. And the, I think the deal was that when she went out on the tour that she was supposed to just basically plug him and be like, well, he's like the best and he does all the makeup for the movies. And everyone pretty much was like, I call your bullshit. <laughs> like we know yeah. who did the work. And when he came, when she came back, he was furious because he felt like she didn't plug him enough. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really interesting to hear all the things that she was involved with in Fantasia and the creature from the black lagoon and then to find out that she and she basically just was forgotten in Hollywood. Like people kind of went, oh, who? We don't know who you who this is. And she had to do a lot of digging um, and ha- use like all of her connections in Hollywood to be able to get into archives of Disney and into these different archives to find one picture of her repairing the costume to be like, see, she's right here. She's the one that built the costume. Hmm. So it was amazing. And you hear kind of how she ends her life or she doesn't end how her life ends. She doesn't end her life, how her life ends and her family. And she tracks down her family to get as much information as she can. And like I said, she had a lot of pseudonyms. And so she would have to kind of run all of them mm-hmm. and try to find out what happened to her. Cause if you'd ask people, they'd be like, who we have no idea who you're talking that about. That sounds a lot of, like a lot of work. She had to have been obsessed because I think after the fifth synon- sy- pseudonym, pseudonym, I would be like, mm, okay, well, she's just going to stay a mystery because yeah. I got other shit to do. Yeah. She, I, I think she worked on it for like five years. Wow. Going through all the archives and it was just really fascinating. And then it kind of makes you really mad because you're like, you feel like. Because she was wronged. Yeah, like she just totally got wronged and just forgotten about because of like the patriarchy of the time of like, oh, she's just just the artist. And there's a lot of pictures of her in like Disney's archives where she's like sketching for Fantasia or sketching out creature from the Black Lagoon. And hmm. she's basically just forgot. They steamrolled over her. And they a lot of the men actually fought to keep her name remembered. But the head of makeup or whatever he was just overpowered everybody. One pissy guy. Yep freaking white guy yep (laughs) just kidding i don't know he probably was um but yeah it was just a really cool story to hear and to learn about somebody who i would never have known about other than this book and hearing mallory read it just was so fun because she's kind of snarky she'll be like this is fucking bullshit (laughs) Uh (laughs) like she we would be friends like our people we would be friends yeah she would definitely hang out with us it was just a good read i thoroughly enjoyed it i felt like i learned things and got mad about things and kind of wanted to be like we need to make sure everybody now i'm like now i know why the credits are 17 hours long because everybody gets their name in instead of it just being head of makeup who did nothing other than sit here and watch everybody else do something which it's I mean, sometimes it's annoying that there's that many people on the credits, but you want to make sure everybody gets their... Yeah, absolutely. So it was... I really like... I've never actually watched Creature from the Black Lagoon because it's just not my type of... I don't do a lot of horror movies and stuff, but I kind of now I'm like, I really want to go back and watch it and 
Well, given the era, uh, I have watched it several times because it is older. It's, it's not the same kind of horror that we're used to. True. Um, it's actually, it's really, really good. There, there's really not a lot of gore or anything. It's just kind of suspenseful and different stuff. I think you would like it, especially if you love like old Hollywood and stuff like that. The, the actual original movie is very good. If you can look at it. Doctor Who, you can, you can look at it. I that. can watch it. Yeah. yeah. And it was cool to hear them talk about like how she had to design the costume so that he could be underwater in it and how like, because they didn't do stuff like that. Right. Old Hollywood's really interesting when you start reading about it. I was impressed with with how something she liked as a child that she just held on to and was like, I want to know everything there is to know about who made this creature and I'm going to like turn every rock over. So that was uh, The Lady from the Black Lagoon, Hollywood Monsters and the Lost Legacy of Millicent Patrick by Mallory O'Mara. Awesome. Sorry, I'm going to break the chain, ladies. Oh, you're going to just go back to old faithful sci-fi? Well, no, it's weird. Mm. It's weird. Well, we already mm. know that you don't like to alter from your regular routine, hence the coloring of your walls. Oh, shush about my walls. <laughs> what if I just my, show up with a quart my of My walls are neutral. Paint? Neutral is excellent for resale. Let's make it lime green. And you just repaint it. Or you tell them to buy a damn gallon of paint and repaint uh, it. Whatever. Anyway, it's a blank canvas. I have a lot of artwork, like this lovely fat head behind us. <laughs> Shush. I have to watch that guy kick that soccer ball for one more second. <laughs> this is what happens. No. This is what happens when the radio station kicks you out of your work. We can judge this place up with some some paint and some artwork and some right. soundproofing. So I read a book called Donut by Tom Holt. And let me just start out by saying that this book is not for everyone. I don't want any hate mail telling me how how strange this book was, because I'm going to tell you, friends, it was really fucking strange. For anyone who listens to this podcast regularly, they already know that anything No, but this is even strange for me. For you? It's oh very strange. Gosh. So is this like a 12 out of 10 strange, weird? It's pretty, okay. it's pretty fucking weird, yeah. Okay. Um, but the reason that I liked it is I have this... I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but I have this kind of weird mm, scientist vibe. You know, I really just dig smart people like a lot. And I'm always attracted to quantum physicist um, type people. Type people. I'm, I'm really interested in that field of study, even though I don't understand the math at all. I love the whole concept of you know, all of that. I love it. I used to be obsessed with going to visit the Large Hadron Collider for some reason. I don't know why. I mean, that would be pretty badass to see. Yeah, but... um, It would be. I mean, I'd like it. Mm -hmm. I just have a thing for that. I really, really am interested in it. Like I said, I'm not really smart enough to understand it, but I really enjoy it. I mean, I'm not attracted to it like you. I wouldn't be wearing my vibrating panties while I went to visit it. (laughs) Well, I that would just be double my pleasure. Putting it in my spank bank for later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look how big it is. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sheldon Cooper just died <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so this, the main character of this book is a physicist, surprise, surprise, named Theo. And in the beginning of the book, he is suffering terribly because... He has just lost his job at the very, very large Hadron Collider because it was his fault that it blew up. Uh Uh-oh. So, of course, his wife leaves him, and he doesn't have any money, and he's trying to figure out what the hell to do, and he he gets a job at a a slaughterhouse hauling guts. I mean, but it's not like... I mean, it's just very matter-of-fact. The Sheldon Cooper person right sort of kind yeah of, okay sort of yeah i'm visualizing sheldon um, cooper with a slaughter well i, I mean he he's would... just like nobody knows me here i'm i'm cool with it i got something to eat i'm all right okay so <laughs> then he finds out that his very famous physicist buddy has died and left him some things so he goes all to the bank to the safe deposit box and he gets this legacy that this friend has left for him, which includes a bottle, a makeup compact, 
and a manila envelope. I think there might be one other thing too, but I'm not remembering it. Oh, and an apple, like a regular apple. How long has that been in this? Well, say here. Oh. Anyway, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. it's a special. Anyhow, apple. I'm trying to think of how he meets these people. Anyway, somehow he meets this guy who lets him stay at this hotel or gives him a job at this hotel as as a desk clerk that's how that starts so he goes to work at this hotel to to be a desk clerk and then he gets there and there are only three guests in the hotel and when they take him to his bedroom it's like this massive huge room Hmm. and he has no idea what the hell is going on i mean there's just nothing makes any sense at all And his first day, this guy comes up to the desk and says, I need a bottle of wine. And he's very specific. He gives the type. It's like a 1939, some fancy French bullshit wine. So he says, okay. And he has no idea where anything is. I mean, he's just started this job. And he just sort of follows the clues and goes down because he figures the wine cellar must be down there. Well, when he gets down there, he sees this massive wine cellar just clear up to the ceiling with all of these bottles of wine. And he's thinking, how in the hell am I going to be able to figure out which one of these bottles? Mm-hmm. So he just sort of starts looking and thankfully they're in order of year. So he, he ends up finding the bottle he needs. But when he picks it up, he realizes it's empty. So he scampers back up the stairs and gives the dude his bottle. And the dude doesn't seem to be worried that it feels empty, so he's like, whatever. Let me just skip forward a little bit, okay? All of these incongruous things are going on with him. Well, he finally accidentally transports himself into this other location through this bottle. You see why I'm having a hard time with this? Yeah. It's really So the wine bottle's a TARDIS? Not the the wine bottle, the one that he found in the safety deposit box. But is it is, a wine bottle or no? It's a, it's a bottle. It, oh, it's, it doesn't okay. really say a wine bottle, bottle, but you, I guess you kind of infer that it's... Okay. Anyway. At least the same size. Right, right. Yeah. So he he gets transported into this place, like spontaneously, while messing around with this bottle. And he is trying to figure out what to do. Well, this bird flies up and starts talking to him. And... He kind of starts to figure out that this is what his physicist buddy was working on. It's like an alternate reality type program, almost like a game mm-hmm. is what he's thinking in his mind. So he's asking the bird questions to try to figure out, you know, how to get out. The one thing he's able to figure out from this short exchange where the bird eventually gets killed and he, the guy gets stuck because he can't get any more instructions is that in order to get out of this world you have to go and find a donut which you can find one very easily in any of these locations they're very close by all you have to do is you pick up the donut and you look through the middle of it and then you're transported back this is a weird book i told you so and that's just the tip of this strange iceberg it's a very, 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 very strange book. I was looking at the Goodread um, reviews on this. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Most people hated it. The people that did like it didn't know what the hell they should give it. Mm-hmm. It's a mostly four star for the people who did like it because you can't quite give it five because it's such a slow burn. But it's so good if you like weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't blame me if you hate it. But if you're feeling adventurous and you like a mind bend, because really, that's why I like the book so much, because it was a mind bend. I was thinking constantly. I was so engrossed trying to figure out what the hell. And there were parts of it that were so cool that I just loved it. I think for me, it'd be a mind melt. (laughs) I was like, I'm already confused. That sounds like it would just be way too illogical. Quantum physics is very strange. And that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of trying to read a book about quantum physics. Hmm. So strange. Yes. Anyway, that was called Donut. You space number one by Tom Holt. And will I be reading number two? Yes, I will. 
I have so many questions about that book. I do too. Like if you can find donuts all over, are some of the don- donuts, will they take you other places or some of them, or do they all take you home? No, they all take you home. Okay. So you can only teleport into the bottle and out of the bottle. Well, there are a lot of intricacies that go okay. I- into this, but it's, it's, it's very interesting because this whole thing is the creation of this physicist. You know what it makes but, me think of a little bit is, have you ever watched Ant-Man? No. No. Well, they create the suit that makes him small, mm-hmm. but it's like that kind of math kind of stuff mm-hmm. that the originator was working on to make you small enough, like, like you know, An that ant? it like, transports you like to a different... Right. And see, I'm just thinking, I'm really thinking of... Um, it's very, um, it's very science what's, fiction-y, what's but the one not really of? science fiction-y. It's just... Tron. It's reminding me of Tron when he yeah. like goes into yeah, it's, Tron. It's really... But in Ant-Man, it like transports you through time. It's like you're moving around so much in the mo- molecules that you actually hmm. go into a different... Like he goes like into the future, mm-hmm. but he's the same Well, age. in this one, in this quote game... If when you get transported to these different places, everything is real. And if you die there, you're dead. If you get hurt there, you, you get hurt. So it's not really a game. So it's not a game at all. Mm. Oh, this sounds like it's making my head hurt. I was going to say. It's... <laughs> Some people will just give up and just throw this thing aside and hate it. Me, I just dug in. I bet you Jessica would like it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It might even be a little too weird for Jessica. She's more fantasy than sci-fi. She likes a little bit more of uh, personal relationships inside Mm -hmm. her uh, weirdness. But this one doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of that, I can tell you that for nothing, which is one of the reasons I liked it. (laughs) It's very, very odd. Speaking of a tin man. (laughs) Right, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm standing in line for number two on that one. Anyway, that was called Donut by Tom Holt. Did I understand it? Not really, but I loved it. Hmm. That's all that matters. I'm trying to read Little Women for the first time. Oh, I read that. Uh, I don't... So this just probably shows my lack of book knowledge growing up because I wasn't a big reader until later in life. But I don't know why in my brain forever I thought Little Women took place in Europe, like in England. Oh, Hmm. no, it's in New... It's It's in New England. New England. America. Yeah, yeah. and I was reading it last night and I was like... This just doesn't feel like England. Like, it feels like weird England. And so I got out Google and I was like, oh, because it's said here. Yeah. <laughs> and now my brain is melted because I've like my whole life thought that. Yeah, that's hard. You had a preconceived notion that was incorrect. Well, I guess too, because I always think of like the reincarnations of it. And I think of like the newest one. It's like Emma Watson and all these like English right. people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so and my best friend was like seriously you thought that was set in england i'm like mm-hmm. she goes no that's like pride and prejudice i said i know but it was I'm, st- I'm on like page 30 and i had to like i have to unmelt my brain now to finish reading yeah i've had that happen reading books before but little women i liked until a specific point but then the very end of it was just really slow to me yeah i'm gonna try it- and power through we'll see I might it's not DNF. very long, so you might be okay. Yeah, I'm giving myself till like the end of this week, and if I just don't want to pick it up, it's going back on the shelf, and I'm picking something else up. Because oh, I feel okay. like I need. It's, I know there's no like book shame in not having read classics, but I just feel like no. Well, I, I think didn't... I think all of us have gone through that from to some extent or another, where you where you look back at your reading life and and you see all the holes, especially yes. when people start talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They start making references, literary references yes. to different things. And then you start to feel stupid. Because you've I'm never read those. Yeah. I, I read a lot of the classics later after yeah. I started this podcast. Yes. And part of it's because, you know, like the little tests that you take like on Facebook and whatever. Yep. And it's like, how many of these have you, have classics oh, have you read? And I'm like, I got to do some reading. <laughs> I actually got my friend one of those scratch-off posters. It's like the hundred books you should read in your life. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she she's tried to read Les Mis like three times. Ugh. And I she, haven't read that one. Yeah, don't try. She She's screaming re- literally at her phone right now listening to the podcast. She's screaming at us like, don't do it. But it's on the scratch-off. And so she's like, God damn it. Now I have to finish it. No, you don't. That's just a bunch That's of shit. That's when you put it on audio at, at, she, I at think, double speed. I think she did do audio finally because 
So you just get power through yeah, it. I think she did finish it, but I bought So it, she's been trying to get some of those, like some of the ones on that list were like Harry Potter and things like that, that are more That's modern. what I did with War and Peace because oh, I read it and I thought I would like it because it's about war. I mean, it, you should I am the it. war yeah. goddess, yeah. Yeah. but it just, the, the way that it was written, the wording in it, I, it was just too... Yeah, flippy. It was too light. I I don't know. I didn't like the way that they referenced things. Yeah, it wasn't deep enough. It seemed. Well, and like. I think that was my problem. What I'm, granted, I said I'm on page thirty. Is that I feel because I was in thinking it was English, and so the the diction of like how they speak wasn't matching in my head. Right. And mm-hmm. so when I read it, I was like, oh, it's it's nor it's America during the Civil War. Like, oh, sort of like when you you fall in love with a character in a movie and then 10, 15 years down the line, you finally see the character, the guy who plays the character uh, doing an interview on television. And he has the opposite accent of the one from the movie that you love. And then your mind just goes, what? Yeah. Or if you want to make it a literary comparison, like when, Gone with the Wind, I've watched Gone with the Wind three or four times, probably more than that, because, you know, I just like the whole Southern era and their yeah. big skirts. And, and then I read the book and Scarlett O'Hara is a very not good person in, in the, the book, book yeah. compared to the movie. But the movie, of course, they had to make like, it a little different right. because, you know, to be able to put it on the screen. Right. Right. But like when you read the book, and I hope I'm not giving anybody spoilers, she actually... She actually has a baby that she does not take care of at all before Bonnie Blue. It's amazing that it's just, especially when it's a movie that you love and then you read the book and the characters are not... They don't match. Well, they match, but they're worse people than what you thought they were. Sort of like when you see a guy on a dating app. (laughs) And all the pictures he has that are available are pictures of himself when he was 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then you meet him in person. And he's, like, got a beer gut and hairy back. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, I'm a little worried about meeting people in person because it's like, you know, did you sign up for all of this? Well, you, that's why you got to put full-length pictures on your dating app. I don't have full... I don't have any full-length pictures of me. Well, well then you need pictures in general. I don't like... I have I some, like, waist up. I tell people I have a big ass. I, it's that's actually like, the that's, subheader under her dating profile. Yeah, it's like big <laughs> ass is here. <laughs> that's why I get all the creeps. <laughs> <laughs> my profile picture is just my ass. That's what you should do. Just put a picture of your just lay it all out there. No, for you can't put pictures like that because because then you really do get the creeps. Yes, you get some weird people. <laughs> You can't be honest is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some freaks out there. You have to have filters. Yeah, them. you have to filter until you, and I always disclose. I'm like, you know, I'm not skinny, right? I always text them that. Or you, do you like chunky people? Do you like chunky girls? Because I'm not skinny. Not lying to people about it. Yeah. Let's say this, Bonnie. You started a new job, right? Yes. And at least you didn't pick up your new boss in a bar and sleep with him in the back of his car. Like in my book. <laughs> no. Oh my no. God. So true. Hey, I don't think it could happen. I don't think I'm going to have any sex dreams about this boss because she's female. Well, uh, Hey, what about an equal opportunity snog? Um, she's very attractive, but she's a little too skinny for me. <laughs> I like my people a little plumper. Yeah, you don't want to break them. I mean, that's... At least yeah. not being closed-minded about it. Exactly. I mean, she's probably hey, a very lovely I got, person. I got a big backseat and, and, a, and a lunch hour. What are you doing? <laughs> Besides, if they're too skinny, too, that's just... You're going to get poked with bones and be like, ow, stop. Well, like, right. need a little cushion. Hey, don't mm-hmm. be an anti-skinny. Hey, I love skinny. I'm just saying. I mean, I Tom, Tom is pretty, is pretty skinny. When he was in high school and everything, he's got more meat on him now because he works out and everything. But he showed me a couple pictures of himself um, before he started working out. Jesus. Talk about spaghetti. Mm. I mean, hey, 
he's delightful looking. <laughs> of he's course wonderful. he is. He's wonderful. I'm looking for my own gangly man. Oh, and this guy is like six four. So hey. he's like super he tall. Tall, man. Oh, like tall She's gonna need a step stool for this one. I told him I was gonna have to wear my hooker heels. You don't have any hooker heels. Bonnie. <laughs> You're gonna have to stand on your squatty potty. Well, he's what? the one that told me I was gonna he was gonna have to bring a well, oh no! Who said, said Ronnie's walking in the hooker heels? Exactly. <laughs> you know I can't walk in heels. They're just for looks. <laughs> just for standing still. They're just for wrapping around somebody. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't like it, I just poke them. Poke oh them with it. Yeah, it's this like got spurs. so violent. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he'd care if I wore spurs. That oh might, my god! That might be good. <laughs> You better hope he doesn't listen. <laughs> Giddy up, Bonnie! And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.